Last week we talked about how long will this pain last. And this week it's time to get you prepared to start walking out this thing called grief. If you're just starting on the journey and you're completely overwhelmed, or if you've been struggling to get a handle on what working through grief means, you're in the right place. The work is hard, but the work is necessary, and it is worth it. To help you determine your destination, there are things you must do. There is work required, so let's get you as ready as possible. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. Right now you may be feeling like you're losing your mind. You might be surrounded by people, but feel all alone because not everyone understands the pain and sadness you're dealing with. You want to be the you you were before they died, but have no idea how to get there. I know because I've been there. So if you're ready to understand how grief affects you, rebuild your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, turn off all distractions, and let's get started. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house. I think that's what I'm going to say from now on. Come on in. Have a seat on the couch. Get comfortable. And I'll get you whatever beverage you want. Some of my best cries and breakthroughs have come on someone else's couch. The first being that grief share group that I went to. Now, you know I'm not a group person, but I went because I was so scared of what I was feeling. I had never felt anything like that before. So speaking of grief share, I'm going to put a link for grief share in the show notes in case you're looking for a local in-person faith-based grief group. And speaking of show notes, I say it a lot, but I I wonder sometimes if you guys (laughs) know what that is. Show notes are the written notes or the description of the podcast episode, and they are right there when you click on the episode. So you can scroll down and you'll find our website, the Bible verse of the week, song links, and anything else that I put in there. Um, I'm going to begin because last week I forgot to talk about the verse of the week and the song. So I'm going to begin with the verse and song um, from then because they will fit for this episode too. And as usual, I'm going to have a link for my church, Open Door, in the show notes too. So if you're looking for a church, you don't have to come to Eastern North Carolina. I mean, if you want to, you are more than welcome to, but you don't have to because they have the services live and online. Our verse of the week from last week is Isaiah 55, 8, 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. This is a verse I knew, and I've known it for a long time, but never did the words affect me as they did after Monica died. Initially, they made me mad because I thought a mistake had been made. Remember, I'm a questioner. I had watched Monica's slow and rocky beginning. I saw when she decided to walk out the calling she had been given with her talent of singing. And then, just as all that, 30 years in the making, was just taking off, she got sick. 
And while she was sick, she had that crazy kind of faith. She proclaimed her healing and she thanked God for what he was doing in her life and what he was going to do. And then she died. So there was a little anger towards God that she wasn't healed and that her ministry in my mind died with her. So this verse made me a little angry at first, but over time, it became something I understood in ways I never could have before. And this leads beautifully into the quote from last week. It's by Elie Wiesel. I was using my half German there accent. Um, He said, my faith is a wounded faith, but my life is not without faith. I didn't divorce God but I'm quarreling and arguing and questioning. It's a wounded faith. I think that fits pretty perfectly. It's at least what my experience was um, initially. And the song from last week's episode that I forgot to mention was How Long, O Lord? And it's by the Prayers of Saints. Alrighty, let's get ready for this journey you must take. And notice I said you must take you don't want to but if you want to get to the point of rebuilding a life and here's a radical idea helping others who come after you you have to do the work now I didn't even know that grief was a real thing I mean I knew I was sad and life looked different after people I cared about died including family members and friends but I was never debilitated before I was never overwhelmed and confused to the point that I was not in control of myself. You know, when the tears wouldn't stop, and I told them to, when I couldn't stop thinking about all the whys, the what-ifs, and and the guilt that really wasn't mine to carry. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't function normally. And I felt lost. Remember, I couldn't even say my name at that grief share group. But a very important point here is you have to do the work. No one can do it for you. You have to pray when you have no words. You have to read the Bible when you could care less about what God has to say. And you have to rise out of that bed and take steps, literally and figuratively. We talked about praying, reading, and rising. And I'm probably going to say it more than you want to hear it because you must take action towards your healing. You know, as Christians, we have the hope of God, and and that is such a gift. It is the reason we have confidence in the idea of a happy future. Now, I said the idea of a happy future because it may not be something you feel today, and that's okay. But I cannot imagine going through grief without that hope and without God. It would have been a really different experience and probably a very different outcome. So, as my friend Ernie says all the time, in the good and in the bad, to God be the glory. In our last episode, number four, we talked about the journey you must walk out. Remember, you're on the road with the swamp and the alligators behind you. You're surrounded by thick woods to the left and to the right of you. And far away in front of you, there are the mountains. The mountains are small because they are so far away. Now, I'm not sure if after listening last week, you wondered how you even got on that road. Well, that is a question most everyone asks when they start the grieving process. How in the world did I get here? 
If you were a caretaker, you might feel like you just came out of that swamp because the work of caretaking might as well be fighting those alligators. You're exhausted. If your loss was sudden, then you were just dropped on this random road and you have no idea how to get home. The trauma of the suddenness is exhausted and you're lost. In both cases, when you look ahead, you really hardly care if you take a step or not. Who cares if healing is on the other side? The other side doesn't have the life you used to have. And more importantly, it doesn't include the person you're grieving. So just sit or stand there for a bit and get your bearings. There's nothing wrong with that. And this is something you're going to need to do throughout your journey. You have permission to opt out or say no to social gatherings when it's not a good day. You're allowed to take care of yourself as good as you would have if you were taking care of someone else. Think about that when you're feeling pressured to do something. If this was a friend of yours in the same situation, what would you tell them to do? Then apply that same care to yourself. And while you're sitting there getting your bearings, I want to give you some things for when you're ready to start the walk. I'm going to give you a compass to help with navigation. So the podcast, other grief resources, those kind of things will be your go-to compasses. Our website is a place that you can start with and you can find faith-based grief support to help you breathe, laugh, and live again. The order of that's on purpose. You can't laugh until you're able to breathe. And so it is on this journey. Our pastor talked about Nehemiah and the fact that the name Nehemiah means God is comfort. And I thought it was a good way to picture yourself walking with God's comfort. You have Nehemiah standing with you. You can imagine how he looks and how he's dressed, but it's just important that you see God is comfort next to you each step of the way. So you haven't been given too much, but you have everything you need. Your relationship with God is going to help you deal with everything that comes up on this journey. It's so good to know that you don't have to be strong to do this because in your weakness, God is strong. You don't have to know exactly what to say when you pray. It doesn't have to be pretty. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Tell me that didn't hit the nail on the head. That was so good to me because that's exactly how I felt. Groanings too deep for mere words. God is with you. And you may not care about some of that right now. And you want me to get to the part where you feel better. And I so understand that. But as a true friend, as your family, I have to be honest and tell you there's no quick fix with grief or anything else for that matter in life. Every step, even the preparation for the journey is important and it's progress. You're better equipped to take the journey because you have God and now you have Nehemiah. And the last thing before we begin the walk, which will start in the next episode, is to determine what, and I'm not liking the word success. It, that's, that's how I looked at it. So I really don't want you to do what I did. Do the opposite of what I did. Unfortunately, my definition of 
getting better or success at the time was to be done, not to hurt, to feel normal. So I continually frustrated myself with the small steps. I worked so hard and I did take many small steps and I considered them all to be failures. So when I had a good day, that to me was success. And then I thought, hmm, okay, finally a breakthrough. Tomorrow's going to be better. And the next day is going to be better. But when the next day was just as hard as the first day, I thought I did something wrong. I thought I was going backwards. Grief does not go in a straight line. It's up and down and it is all around like a flipping bowl of spaghetti. You are not going to go from A to B to C. You're going to go from A to L to G and then maybe back to A again. But the point is you're going to feel like you're making progress and that's going to be very exciting. And then the next day you're going to feel like you're starting all over. It's not a failure. That's part of the process. So take the time to grieve as you need to. I don't want you to end up stuck later on. Take the time to deal with your grief now or it will deal with you later. Rick Warren said after the death of his son, if you don't grieve, you're going to get stuck emotionally and then you spend the rest of your life reacting to something that happened a long time ago and you take it out on the people around you in the present time. All right, so as a recap, get into a quiet place. Make the decision that you are going to move forward and understand, and this is a big, big piece of grief, and this is one of the things to understanding what it is that the grief journey entails, is that it does not go in a straight line and that every step forward, doesn't matter how small, is huge, but every step you take is a step towards healing and that's the goal. So your journey weeks for this time include three things. Number one, go to the Grief to Great Day website and sign up for the newsletter so you can get the Journey of Grief illustration. Because as we move forward, we're going to kind of reference that. Spend time, number two, sorry, spend time thinking about what progress means to you. Remember, it's not going to be done tomorrow or next week or next month. So kind of sit with that and be okay with that and then determine what would be a step for you is getting out of the bed tomorrow is that a big step if so awesome that's the goal and if you don't make it then you try again the next day you know every time you listen to the podcast that's you taking a step every honest prayer doesn't have to be pretty but every honest prayer that's you taking a step and every moment in the bible these are all steps and you should be very proud number three email me any questions you have for us to talk about in future episodes remember we're in this together so if you have a question then i figure somebody else has it too and as a reminder in the coming months i'll be able to open an online community for us to all come together and support each other and i'll be adding guests to the show to answer some of the questions that i don't feel comfortable answering so quick recap again your journey works go to the website get the journey of grief illustration determine what progress is for you and then email me any question and also important 
keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on that couch, and keep taking your steps towards healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.